Welcome to the Eclectic Gamers Podcast. Today is Sunday, July 24th. This is episode 172. My name is Tony. I'm Dennis. You know, we're starting to get increasingly close to episode 200. Do you think, this is speculative, do you think we should propose the idea of doing a shirt, finding an artist, get strung along for 18 months, and then not have it happen? I mean, it's... Hmm. kind of on brand for us be. isn't it it would be pretty consistent maybe we should put out a call if you are an artist and you're interested in and in being paid to do a shirt you can reach out and we can have a discussion we got a long ways to go though so yeah i mean, I mean we put out an episode every two fortnite. weeks Ooh. sound like the australians now we, we put out an episode every two weeks and we got you know a ways to go so we do we do, but I'm just thinking ahead. Gotta think ahead. You got to plan right. these things out. We learned last time that that six months isn't enough planning. <laughs> right now, as a and I don't think I know some people know who we we had been in discussions with, and and so anyway, just as a rem, again, I can't. I don't know if it's a good reminder because I don't know how much we ever really shared. Because I'm we not didn't really, really share very much. And at well, all. I, I'm kind of glad we didn't because I wasn't. I'm not in the. I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus. But what happened was when we were getting close to episode 100, we reached out to some artists and we found one with a quote we could, we, we were good with. And we thought, okay, this, these shirts might actually sell. So we wouldn't lose like all of our money on it. Right. And when we contacted them, they needed, uh, we, we did it months ahead of time and which was smart because the window was, we were going to basically get the shirt. Like, I think like six to eight weeks ahead of when our episode 100 would be. And that was still, we still needed to give them like four months notice was how that worked. Right. So it was like, we were, we were four months notice uh, when we were six months away. So we thought we were okay. And then they had a project come up and they couldn't do it. And then the communication got pretty sloppy and there were more and more projects. And we just kept getting bumped because we were a low dollar project and there were high dollar projects. They got to eat too. Sure. Sure. But uh, I finally, what, what the only thing that confused me was when it kept happening, why they didn't pull the trigger and say, I just can't do it anymore. So instead of us possibly find, and we did reach out to a couple of other artists, but it was so, I mean, at that point we had like no timeline. Right. And so of course they were like, no, I've got too many projects. You know, Dennis, it would be eight months before we could get to it. And so after about a year post when we thought we would receive the design, I went ahead and, and formally just sort of canceled. Now we didn't lose any money. We didn't put down a deposit or anything. Right. So it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal other than leaving a bad taste in our mouth. Yeah. And it kind of let episode one, like we didn't really do anything. No, <laughs> we didn't not really. really do anything. And we had been at it for years. So I was always a little just annoyed that it couldn't have, when it became obvious that we weren't going to be a priority, I wished that they had just sort of broken everything on their end and said, I can't, I'm sorry. I have to cancel, not, oh, you'll be after the big project. And then another big project. Or you'll be after the right. big project. I was kind of like to have just, yeah. and I'd be like, okay, thanks. I mean, I'm, I'd still be annoyed that it got canceled, but it wouldn't have been canceled a year late. Right. We'll try and avoid that in the future. If you're someone who needs to cancel all the time, don't contact us. It's too, it's too stressful. So what's been going on, Tony? What non-stressful things have been going on? Um, or stressful things. I guess you can do either. I mean, yeah. I mean, do you have a walking story for the walking listeners? I have a walking story, but it's nothing like it's nowhere near as fun as the others. Sorry. <sighs> well, we they went can't to all a, live up to gold. The, the, uh, the, the, the 
cross country people went to a new park that I'd never been to before. I didn't even know existed. Mm. And I went, and apparently it's this huge park, but they have these like, like it's got a little bit of paved trail and it's got a little bit of like just soft walking trail, but coming off of that, it has like hiking slash mountain biking trails. Hmm. And I was like, well, okay. they're going to run like five miles. I have plenty of time to take this little short loop thing. So I went and I went and went onto the, like an actual hiking trail, hiking trail that was like, you know, rocks and trees and up and down and all sorts of stuff. And uh, uh, it was just very pretty and very fun. And uh, I, I misread the signage on the length of the trail and it was much longer than I had expected it to be, but I, nothing bad. I was just very tired by the end of it, <laughs> but it, it wasn't, it was in the trees. So even though, we, and it was super early, it was like 7 a.m. Uh, it was before 7 a.m. actually that I started. So it, it wasn't terrible because it's been running a hundred plus every day. Yeah, I know. The last two weeks. So it's been, it has been, mis- I mean, Kansas in the summer is not a great place to be because our humidity is so high. Normally, yeah. But it's been pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. I, uh, actually I went biking Friday and the, and the Mill Creek Trail uh, was closed for pavement repairs, asphalt oh. repairs. So I didn't get to go very far. Uh, and so I went walking yesterday. But even when I waited until after 7, it had only dropped to 96 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like I did about, I don't know, four and a half miles, I guess. So I was just like, I should have brought water. I didn't. Yeah. Well, no. that, that's that's partially where I was at by the end of the trail because I was like, the way I read this trail sign, it was going to be like, I thought it was going to be like just under three miles. It was going to be like 2.75 miles. I was like, okay, this isn't a bad deal. But I uh, forgot to add in all of the other distances leading up oh, to yeah. and the way back from. So I ended up doing almost five mm. uh, total. Um, but. It was just interesting because since it's this hiking slash mountain biking trail, as I'm walking on this trail and I'm sitting here going, how in the world could you even get a mountain bike on some of the, some of this trail? Some of this stuff is I'm almost rock scrambling to get up some of these chunks because there's like, it's like a layered limestone where the rocks broken away, but it's layered and they've broken it. So it's almost like steps Mm. and and just some really steep stuff. And there are spots where there, where I'm, where just walking, I am ducking under trees and I'm trying to figure out how somebody's going to do it on a mountain bike. No idea how they must be much, much more impressive than anything I've ever done on a bicycle. That's for sure. It seems not plausible to me, but I guess they have a way. I'm, maybe the bikes, just maybe they do. Really I mean, cause well. it was cool. Cause even on, there were spots where they had little like ramps and jumps. So you could be riding your bike and do little jumps and stuff. Mm. In various places. Like I said, it was a really cool trail uh, that I didn't, like I said, I didn't know existence. Apparently existed since like the 90s. And I had hmm. no idea. Okay. Interesting. Uh, and, and like the full length of the trail, because like I took the first trail, which connected to the second loop, which is the loop I did, and then back. But halfway through that loop, it connected to yet another trail that I could have tacked another 10 miles of hiking onto this. Hmm. I mean, it was huge trail network. Uh, so it was pretty impressive. Um, other than that, the only thing I did is, um, last weekend, instead of going to pinball, yeah, I attended a uh, motorcycle safety course because I have not ridden a motorcycle in 15 years, uh, plus, and I wanted to get back into it and I decided to do it the right way by, uh, attending a, a, a safety course first. 
uh, to kind of blow the rust off of uh, not having touched a motorcycle in more than 15 years because I sold my motorcycle just before my oldest was born. And it took about half of the time ish to really blow the rust off. But once I got it, once I got comfortable and do it back into it, everything was good. But, uh, that course was a lot of fun and it reminded me how much fun motorcycles are. So, Mm. yeah, well, last weekend I did pinball Mm -hmm. because you weren't there. So I thought I had a chance to win. I did not. I mean, you would have had a chance to win if I was there. Yes, but a better chance because there's one less person in my (laughs) way. Uh, but no, it went about as it usually does. So I did that. We actually finished class last week in time that I could have gone, but I was in, but I was, since I was in full gear, everything riding the motorcycle, it's like a hundred degrees outside. Mm, it was hot. I was like, I really just kind of want to go home for, go home and rest for a little bit. So I went home, sat down on the couch for a couple minutes and was woke up a little while later being told, Hey, you need to wake up if you don't want to sleep, if you want to be able to mm, sleep tonight. Right. So, right. Yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> so I did that. Uh, and then, uh, this last weekend, I, so the, Oklahoma state champion, or at least at one point, Travis Murray is trying to guide me on how to get a billion points on Godzilla, because while I have broken 900 million, I've not broken a billion. So I'm, I've been playing that. My thumbs hurt when I went to nubs, uh, yesterday for lunch, mm-hmm. I actually played that played rush. Couldn't get any achievements in it. And then I got like a dozen on their Godzilla pro. They have there on my first, on my first dollar I put in. So then I felt bad that I put in for three plays. And of course I earned a replay off of that. <laughs> so I was just like, okay, well I should have just stuck with rush. Cause I play plenty of Godzilla at home, but well, it uh, is a pro there's, some- it was, you know, it does. It, the, the shots do, uh, do need to be approached a little bit differently. And I, I played other stuff. I played stranger things. I played Harlem globe I played the uh, Adam's, Adam's family. family. Yes, I went ahead and put only once. I only played once on it. Uh, so I did that. And then I've been I've been trying to finish uh, the Dune series of books. Mm-hmm. So my sister, two birthdays ago, I think. Or yeah, I think so. Uh, not my last birthday, but the birthday before. She got me the whole uh, six book set of Frank Herbert's Dune. And I very quickly got through the first three, which you had told me the first three kind of operates as a trilogy. And then I had started book four, God Emperor of Dune, and it just drug for me. And I have been chipping away at it over a year. I finally sat down and just got through it. And now I am on Heretics of Dune and it is so much better. So, and actually last night, probably because I searched to try and remember a quote from God Emperor of Dune that I liked. I saw a a review someone had written. Apparently, they've written a lot of. I mean, they weren't. They warned at the tar, at the start of it. This review is over eight thousand words. <laughs> I was like, that's like as long as that book was. <laughs> no, it's not. That book was huge. Um, but the review part was actually pretty short. But but they kind of. Uh, and I, this was a vibe I got from you, Tony, on this. And I, I mentioned all this because we deserve a Dune video game, a new one, because it was one of the first RTS games. And we deserve, and there is. And, and we deserve Dune Pinball. There is a new Dune game. Good. It's out. Uh, and the person, they didn't spoil anything on, on the two books I'm still working on. But the way they said it was, well, it's not a, in their view, a, a bad book. It is the worst book of the six and their order was basically, I believe, Chapter House, Heretics, The First Dune, Children of Dune, 
Dune Messiah, and then God Emperor last. So basically, six, five, one, three, two, four. I can see it. I really like six. And I, I haven't, obviously, I haven't started six yet. I'm, o- I'm over three fourths, I think, of the way through five. Uh, first Dune is great. Yes. It's a classic. Uh, I would say that it feels like you could tell he's a much better writer in five than he was in one. Kind of like if you ever go back and read like Asimov's creation right. or, or not the redo version, but you actually find an original of uh, the dark tower and read the gunslinger from Stephen King. You mm-hmm. can tell like, okay, yeah, this is definitely his college years. Yes. This is book one. And then, yeah, you, yeah, and then yeah. you find the stuff where it's like, Oh, these are the cocaine years. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, Oh wow. Wizard and glass. This is awesome. Why didn't they make that into a movie? No kidding. It could have as a standalone much better than anyone. Idris Elba did the best he could with the material he had. Yes. There's no shame on him. It, yeah, it was no shame on Idris Elba. Idris Elba was perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Well cast for that role. I, I really enjoyed him in the role. Mm. It's too bad about the rest of it. Yes. But speaking of roles, we're clearly on one now. So let's Ooh. go ahead and go right into pinball. So uh, we, I mentioned Dune as a pinball machine. Sorry, I don't. that's not going to be. We have a rumor corner. That's not going to be it. I haven't heard a rumor about Dune. But we got to start with the non-rumors first. And I think the most obvious thing to start with is Pinball Brothers. That is not a company we've spoken about very much on this show because all they've really been known for, by and large, is turning out Highway Pinball's Alien and and sending those out. And those have been shipping and it's all been happening for quite a while now. Mm -hmm. A few months ago, we learned that they were also going to do Queen. Now, I have known since before they even were doing Alien, that they had the Queen license. But we saw a little bit at a pop-up shop, like I think it was around December or so. Something like that. And in, in England. And now the, I get, I, it's kind of described as the reveal, even though we already kind of saw it before. So I guess now it's the real reveal. I do have a link in the show notes to uh, Pinball News. Pinball News has an article that goes through a lot, including some some photos and stuff that people might want to turn to. But uh, so anyway, let's just sort of talk about this because we've known about the license for a while and just, just in terms of some highlights for folks, because, uh, obviously if they're listening in the car or whatever, they probably don't have the capability to, to pull this all up. But, uh, what pinball brothers is doing is much like we've seen with many companies, there's going to be multiple versions of queen. There is what they call the champions edition. So C E though, that's their, their standard. <sighs> Allow me. I I know they're all separate companies, but my God, man, I just I I just the and, all right. So the cha- this is what the pinball news article says: the standard Champions Edition will cost nine thousand two hundred ninety five dollars U.S. and then the Rhapsody Limited Edition is ten thousand nine hundred and ninety five U.S. Oh my God, I. I so the CE is the standard, but the CE is the true limited with JJP, whereas the LE is the true limited with like everyone else, I guess. Except CE also was classic edition with CGC, which was the was basically the standard with them too. So is Pinball Brothers in the right because they're aligning more with what CGC was doing, or are they in the wrong because it's counter to what jjp i who cares the le version is limited to a thousand units 
All right. And uh, that so that's going to have some illuminated artwork, uh, shaker motor, uh, certain a different shooter rod than the standard it's going to have uh gold colored metal and uh, the cabinet's going to be gold colored and it's going to have a plaque and a certificate uh there are 14 music tracks that are included with the game i'll, I'll just read through them real quick because queen fans might care uh, a kind of magic another one bites the dust bohemian rhapsody hammer to fall i will i want to break free killer queen one vision play the game Radio Gaga, Seven Seas of Ra, Ra? I don't know the song. R-H-Y-E, Ray, Seven Seas of Ra. Yeah. I'd say right in, but I won't know how to pronounce it no matter what. Uh, somebody to love. We will rock you. We are the champions and who wants to live forever. forever. So it was a really good song set. Like this is like outside of the Flash Gordon soundtrack. This is like all the yeah. hits. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So... Let's see. And uh, the article notes that this hasn't really changed much from the from that pop-up store version we saw. And anyway, Tony, w- what do you think? The reactions online. Let me allow allow me to give the reactions online before you, just to give some context. Now, from what little I've read, I've not read a lot of response to this. The basic thoughts have been not too positive about the layout, not too positive about the art. No complaints about the song set. There you go. Well, then it should be no shock to anybody that I'm not too positive on the layout. I'm not too positive on the art set. And quite frankly, uh, I've said it multiple times before when we're in reference to them. I'm not too positive on the existence of Penball Brothers at all. Mm. So, and we've discussed, I mean, their creation, their formation was, I won't use the word nefarious, but given how they acquired the assets before highway went through the UK's essentially equivalent of bankruptcy, Mm -hmm. it was done in a way that they put in, as I remember it from, again, I believe pinball news actually has these pieces in the review of those legal documents, but a lot of stuff was transferred over to pinball brothers early on enough that when the liquidation of highway happened, those items were protected and already owned by them. Right. Because things had been shifted magically just far enough ahead of time of the rules. It is very much one of those where they followed the letter of the Mm. law, but not the spirit of the law. It's it's one of those where I, in my view, this is my opinion. I don't know this for a fact, but in my opinion, when I saw it, I thought, they knew that highway was going to have to be put out of business. And so they did everything they could to ensure that they had stuff that they could make money with after that. And my problem with that is that meant creditors got less or in many cases, nothing versus pennies on the dollar or pence on the pound or however we want to think of it. And so I just, it was like, if you knew you couldn't save it and you clear, in my view, you clearly knew you couldn't save it. You saved yourselves instead of everyone else. But of course, this is pinball, Tony. Nobody cares. I know. I know. I mean, I have comments that I could make that is not fit for broadcast Mm -hmm. about a lot of stuff in pinball. So I will save that. So anyway, so so as a reminder, those are our thoughts on that. But, But saying that aside, because we practice objectivity when we need to. So thoughts about the game itself. The game itself. Uh 
like, like I said, and I said this in our chat and in a couple of group chats earlier, the art pack is just, it doesn't have any real grab to me at all. Uh, it seems bland, uh, and weak overall. Um, and the layout just does not have anything about it that seems to really jump out at me. But like most things, unless I play one, I'm not going to ever know for mm-hmm. sure. But let's be realistic. This is going to be like a lot of other games where I'm never going to. Pr- I'm, chances of me ever playing one are going to be pretty low. It'll probably come down to it having to be at a show, working, and accessible, and and without too big of a line. I mean, there's there's a reason there's a couple games that I have an interest in playing that I've never actually played yet because the only time I see them is at a show and that's the only time anybody ever sees them. So there's always a line 10 people deep and I don't care enough to do that. Uh, I mean, my thought was the toy, like the toy game on the play field's not bad. The little radio, the upper play field with the, uh, in the shape of the guitar with the flipper doesn't necessarily look to me to be particularly fun, but, but it looks okay. I think it looks okay. Yeah. The art package itself, uh, I'm not impressed with. Um, but again, that wouldn't be, if I was in the market for such a game, the art package wouldn't really factor in for me. So that's, that's not a big deal. Uh, you know, the upper play field eliminates it being a true fan layout, but I could see where people will look at the, shot flow on the main play field and probably feel that this doesn't look particularly inspired. I mean, the biggest thing that stands out to me is the number of shots that are blocked by a drop target that has to be eliminated. And that it it's clearly in the way of particular shots. So perhaps my, my gut instinct is this isn't going to be as annoying as say Scolari brothers on ghostbusters sort of, you know, pop up, get in the way annoyance, but I just generally speaking, I'm not a fan of that. Like I'm going to block this. Uh, it could, it, it could be implemented. Well, that will really come down to the, to the rules, but in terms of the mechanics of the play field, this does not yeah, inspired will be what I'll go with does not look inspired. So I'm just not, I just don't think it looks that great. It doesn't look like it plays bad to me though. Like I don't see shots to nowhere or a lot of brick stuff. Um, you know, it might be a relatively easy layout, but with those drops and stuff, maybe it won't be, maybe it'll be rough. Uh, the price, uh, so to me, initially when I hear there's a limited edition, I'm a little surprised that the LE isn't more vis-a-vis, vis-a-vis the, what they price the standard at. Right. But it also seems like they didn't really add much, like it's essentially cosmetic, which I, which I approve of. I prefer that to them. It's just different from what we've seen yeah. in most of the industry mm-hmm. as of late. Well, yeah. I mean, case in point, uh, JJP's Toy Story 4. There's no, I mean, I know there's more like LEDs and stuff and call outs and stuff, but I don't believe there's any gameplay features that are different between the two, but the price differential between those two was what? Uh, $3,000? Or yeah, it was enormous. So, so this is a lot tighter. Now that said, this Looking at what this game is and then seeing that the standard edition is over not uh, bear in mind this $295 more than I know it's unfair, but you know what? Life ain't fair. It's $295 more, $300 more than Godzilla premium. That's rough. And that's what you're going to get compared to. And I'm based off of the look of this outside of the uh, incredible music score that they have arranged for this. Yeah. Game, the music score is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but 
I, I can stream that on Spotify at will. So, so given all of that, I, I see this and I'm like, ah, I just, that's, you're going to get compared to what else is available kind of in the price range and you're competing, your standard is competing with Stern premium and you know what I, I I just I cannot unsee it I cannot it's just the 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 back glass is so obviously different segments that were then that were mm. done completely separately and then layered one That's on top probably of another why people are so bothered in 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 photoshop and it is just done in such a poor manner i just can't not stare at that hovering hand with the completely missing arm it's just it's there it attracts your eyes it's just like it's like watching a car wreck mm-hmm. And in their flyer on the on the Champions Edition, so bear in mind that's the standard. So they list the ramps and toys as fully lit radio replica. I thought that looked pretty cool. Red special physical ball lock, Wembley Stadium physical ball lock, four plus three bank piano drop and stand up targets, two metal ramps to Wembley with three possible exits, jukebox vertical up kicker, magic saucer, three gate drop targets. Those are the ones blocking the ramps. Uh, one bicycle ride spinner. And four base stand-up targets. It's I get where they're kind of running with this, trying to make it look like a uh, a concert. Uh, it it feels like their take on GNR, though I know this has been in development for a while. You know, they're trying to make it feel like the stage show, the Live Aid, right? Is what they're going with, and these are live iterations of the songs too. So I just uh, at this price, I just. Uh, I don't want to say that there isn't a market for it. There is. While Queen is an excellent license for them to go ahead and run with, I think, I, I believe everyone would probably agree as far as legendary bands go, especially in the realm of dad rock. Queen is an obvious one that just hasn't happened yet. I, I think that's going to show through, even though I don't know if Pinball Brothers ultimately moves a lot of units. I have heard that one distributor has indicated that they have already I guess pre-order sold more Queen games than they did American Pinball's Legends of Valhalla. Well, that's just a theme thing. That's a hundred percent on and that's, theme, and that's where again, you know, theme really matters. So I, I think this will sell units for Pinball Brothers. I does it do better than Alien? I I just don't know if it does or doesn't. I mean, Alien was a great theme too. It so. was a great theme, but it was a bad game. Some people really like it. Some people really like it's a very different. It's a very different layout than this. Yes, but some people really like everything. Some people like really like swift kicks to the Johnson. No, they don't. Well, actually, actually, they do. You're probably right. They do. You're right. Well, speaking of swift kicks, let's go ahead and kick ourselves over to home pin. Oh, we haven't talked about home pin in a while. So home pen is making spinal tap or what is it? This is spinal tap pinball. I think is the full formal name. All right. There's been a little bit more information on that. The official release date, according to home pen is going to be during the Newcastle pin fest, Australia. Nobody That's <laughs> some people might <laughs> September 17th and 18th. Now last, I vaguely remember because I, I do follow one of these, uh, there's a thread on this on Pinside, but by follow, I mean, if I see it up top and then there are messages I haven't seen, I try and remember to click on it, but I don't always, because most of the time it's people talking about how much they like Spinal Tap, which I just don't care about. But 
I think the original plan, this is behind. Right. I believe the original projected, behind from the projection, the original projection I thought was that this was going to come out around May or June. So a little bit late. Uh, you've indicated nobody cares. I mean, Spinal Tap isn't a bad license, I don't think. It's not Queen, don't get me wrong. Right. But no, it's not. For going it's a beloved movie, Tony. For, beloved. Cult. For cult going classic. after one of those cult classics, it it's there. Uh, it's not one of my beloved cult classics, but that's kind of the point of a cult classic. I just... Combining it with Home Pen is just making it way farther down on the list. There are. And for those that don't know, because again, we don't cover home pin all that much. So home pit has only got one game out so far. It's it's Thunderbirds. Or I believe technically Thunderbirds are go pinball. Right. So just be clear, which is one of the lowest rated games on, on pin side. I, I have not played it. I saw it one year at Texas pinball festival. And when I went up to it, unfortunately the ball was like up on the plastics. And so the game was broken. I couldn't play it. And uh, though I do know some people uh, do like elements of the game. I, I've talked to a couple of people who really like elements of the game. The, I've talked to a couple of people who really like the the game after they went through and heavily modified the game. Sure. Sure. But people love their mods. Yeah. It, it is. It is. And a lot of people have the nostalgia draw, draw the, for Thunderbirds. The problem that HomePit has, I think HomePit has, has two main problems. Saying aside that they've chosen a, which I don't think given their size, that picking a cult classic style movie is a bad choice. Oh, no, not not, at all. They're not in a position to produce 4,000 GNRs. Right. They're just, that's not them. Uh, The problem that I think that Homepin is running into is one, regardless if people played it or not, the reputation of Thunderbirds precedes itself. And so people are going to be, I think, highly skeptical that this game will be fun. Even right and not give it a chance because of that. I believe Joe Balser, who used to be with American Pinball and before that Jersey Jack Pinball and before that with other <laughs> pinball manufacturers, I think he did this game. I don't know because I getting understanding what goes on at home pin has always been a struggle for me. And part of that's probably my fault that I don't try hard enough, but that gets into my second point. Mike, the man who runs home pin. The information he shares is baffling to me, and the decisions he makes are likewise baffling to me. So setting aside the controversies, and he's had some he's he about this game, he's made statements about like that he's not trying to sell them. like he's not mar- there's no like no marketing push. It's all that's the job of the distributors. That's one of the, like the running jokes in the spinal tap thread on Pennside is, oh yeah, no, he's he said like the distributors need to push this game and convince. And it's like no one else does it like that. Why? I don't know. I don't know why you think that's the right way. I mean, I think it's perfectly fair to say that a lot of pinball companies make a whole lot of mistakes on how they approach this. Right. Stuff. It's like it's it's in so many instances it feels like pinball is baby's first business to me like, no seriously it's no, like it's, no, it's I, I know it's a little mean but i feel like i'm in the fisher price school of starting a company a lot of the times because people just make the weirdest decisions where i think they're just driven by their own passions and it have anyway so that's part of the reason why the, i don't know anything about spinal tap is like home doesn't tell you anything about it it's weird and I don't know, I don't even know who his distros are. 
So we're reporting on it because it's news. But, but he wants you to oh know that you need to search that information out. That shows your interest. Oh, so okay. for you to be interested, he doesn't need to put it in your face. It's such perfection that well, you will hunt it out, right? Well, if you want a if if you're one of those people that thinks pinball companies need to be doing reveals at shows, I guess I guess he is because that's the release date. So there you, there you go. You know where to be to get the scoop. I will say well, when when I saw the notes or, originally, I misread it. Instead of Newcastle Pinfest Australia, I read it as Newcastle Pint Fest Australia. Yeah. And I was like, that could be fun. <laughs> We're going to release a thing at a booze convention. Yes. Yes. Mm. Well, maybe it is a booze. I mean, I haven't I, been there. I mean, I it's been pinball. There. Of course it is. I haven't been there. My passport's expired. So let's move on. Uh, let's go stateside now. We, we talked about a European company, and we talked about a home pin kind of presents itself as an Australian company, but I, they, they're in Taiwan, which I don't think is part of Australia. Wait, no, no, not not last time I checked. Well, I mean, I mean, to be fair, where Taiwan belongs is up for debate, depending yeah, upon yeah. if you're a member of the government when you're talking about it yeah, or not. Yeah, we better not. We better not die. I mean, that. That, that's that's mm-hmm. we're that touching whole- on enough controversy <laughs> this episode as it is. Uh, so JJP, Jersey Jack Pinball. OK. We. Obviously covered the Toy Story 4 reveal. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of interesting things have come to light since our last episode, Tony, that I thought we might want to talk a little bit about. One is uh, I'm hearing reports, just reports, the second hand, that these games, Toy Story 4s, are LEs, not the Cs, the LEs. So what is now, I guess, sort of the standard model, even though there is technically a cap of 5,000 units. Right. Uh, that they're not moving particularly fast. Really? And yeah, I knew. I knew no that, kidding. I, I knew it would blow your mind. So here is one. And I did not hear this direct from a distributor. I heard this from someone else who informed me that they know of a distributor who, as of and this was a few days ago at this point, as of the time of this recording, but that out of their initial order of like they made an initial order of Toy Story four LEs, probably projecting. Well, obviously projecting a, a amount they thought they would be able to sell, perhaps based off of GNR, I don't know, or the strength of the theme or whatever. Right. They had only sold through, four, at the time I was told, 14% of that initial LE order. Ouch. Which- That's at, bad. At 14% and the need to, of course, pay the company to have the games, to sell the games, you, you have to wonder, like- not just the question of are they ever going to do a second order, but rather are they going to be looking at trying to get out of a portion of their first order? Because right. if you're not even at a fourth of what you initially ordered, if it's a sizable number, that could be a lot. I mean, that's I, a lot I, of I, stock. On the inside, I remember seeing someone had mentioned they got a great deal on a Wonka um, years ago because the distributor they bought it from kind of like... Like JJP had to fire sale some of the Wonkas that they had already built that yeah. just weren't moving. And and one distributor, I guess in particular, kind of went in, made a deal with them and scooped up a bunch of them and then sold them like below MSRP ultimately to get rid of them. And which all makes sense. It's fine. It all makes sense. But we don't hear that a lot. You know, pinball is so often a we build the amount that get ordered and then we ship those out. They it's not like the old days where they used to there's a big desire not to stockpile. Right. So 
Warehouse so that's costs space. Yes. Our money. Exactly. Space costs money. So that's an interest. I thought that was an interesting thing. But as but again, as you noted, not particularly surprising given the public reaction. People jumped on, by and large, from what we've heard, have jumped on the CEs because they were the ultra limited, although at a thousand units, okay. The LEs and the reaction to the game and the reaction to the theme. And speaking of the theme, there was a statement uh, I, I read was done on Jack Guarneri of, of JJP was on the Super Awesome Pinball Show. I've not heard this episode. I have a link in the show notes to a Nap Arcade article about it because that's what I've read. So I cite the source that I pulled from. In the interview, according to the summary that Nap Arcade provided, Jack said that JJP had the rights to do all the Toy Story movies and they decided to focus on the fourth one and make Toy Story 4 pinball. What are your thoughts about that decision, Tony? People with young children in the room should cover their ears or now remove them. No, I, I won't be that bad. No, this is moronic. It's, I, I just, I, I, the mental image I have in my head, which could be completely wrong because it's just in my head, is that, Someone who everyone was afraid to say no to thought this was a good idea and everybody else just jumped on the bandwagon and anybody with any knowledge of anything should have known that this was terrible. If you're going to lock onto one thing in a franchise like this, you log lock onto the most popular one. You lock onto either one arguments with Toy Story could be made for Toy Story 2 as well. But you lock on to one of those. You do not lock on to the just out unknown. Oh, it's just, it's such a mistake. Uh, I think if you combine the fact that this is just Toy Story 4 and with the recent uh, changes in the economy, this is why there's people who aren't getting their games sold. I, I would not have been surprised if this was Toy Story 1 that it would have sold double or triple what it sold already easily. Have I told you my uh, my theory about Baby's First Pinball Company? Yeah, I have heard about <laughs> have Baby's heard First Pinball Company. That's what we in the industry call foreshadowing, folks. Yeah, it's, that, it's, it, it is I, such I, a stupid I, move. I love I was thinking about that, obviously, when I wrote my the our OneNote up today or yesterday. I was thinking about this, and I the word I had initially thought of as well, and we've just known each other too long, was moronic. Yeah, it's the same word, and I just thought I, I just I think of that. You've seen the meme on the Reddit's or whatever with the guy where they're sitting in the conference room and they're like, "What should we do to do whatever?" And someone says something, someone says something, and then the one little guy slouching on his hand would say we should just do the first toy story and then gets chucked out the window mm -hmm. that's what it feels like it uh, and we've touched on this when the game came out so i don't want to beat a dead horse but i'm going to beat it a little bit because this has come up in this interview and it's so timely as you've noted it's absolutely mind-boggling there's and there's stuff about the interview where like disney moved up I think moved up Toy Story for a year early. It's, the game is still years after the movie, so I don't care. That, right. You didn't put it out when, like, if it was a year later, that's when GNR came out, right? Because GNR was about a year after. We had someone who commented on our Discord, where there's a link in the show notes for people if they want to join the Discord, 
We had someone who commented after hearing that episode with the Toy Story reveal where I had made a comment about GNR Cup being the one that came out right after Toy Story. And they said, actually, Dennis, right after was like, a, it was a year after, which I didn't go back and check. But yeah, it was. Yeah. But okay, so let's set all that aside. As you've noted, as we've seen, as the public has talked about ad nauseum at this stage, the people who are grown up now and have money Remember Toy Story, the first one, the first CGI movie, animated movie, trailblazing, compelling story, great cast. That's the one you focus on if you're focusing on one movie. Or they could have done the other decision of they had the rights to all of them, do all four. Yeah. And you still win. You right. still win. This is literally like if they got the rights to do Jaws because everybody wants a dang Jaws dun, dun, pinball dun, dun, machine. Dun, 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 dun. So, of course, they do Jaws 3D as the pinball or would be the movie they pick. That's what this is. This was picking Iron Eagle 3. That's what this is. I uh, On last week's The Pinball Show over on the Pinball Network that I do with Zach Minney, when he was talking about that, I in the same interview, I didn't put this in our notes, in the same interview, it came up that they had a license, they being JJP, and they passed on it because all they would basically get was the movie poster. The movie wasn't named, but I guess in the interview, people started going dun, 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 dun. So that JJP had the opportunity to get Jaws. And Zach was talking about how it would be so frustrated to... People say just go in here in the episode because I'm very proud of this one. I crafted it so well. He's like... I, I'm naming all these cast members that I thought they could probably individually negotiate with. And 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 Zach says, well, they're going to want Richard Dreyfus. I'm like, Richard Dreyfus isn't in that movie. Because I, I just assumed this is JJP that it would be Jaws 4. <laughs> <laughs> Officially known as Jaws the Revenge. You know. <laughs> You know, where she has the psychic link to the shark and it's in the Bahamas. <laughs> and it explodes when you hit it with the boat. Explodes. Explodes. Like with explosives, explodes. Right. It's hilarious. It's, it's one of the worst. It is what killed the Vazaz franchise for a good reason. It is horrid. Absolutely horrid. But after this decision with Toy Story, why would I expect anything? I don't, ex I wouldn't expect them to do the first. Are you kidding me? Right. Right. Well, that's not the we most recent. Know, we, we already know that when they get, when they reveal their, their, their Godfather pinball, it's going to be Godfather. Sure. Three, exactly. Obviously. I mean, you got it because that's the one with the whole, they pull me back in. That's the one that lines from. That's the best line, isn't it? I, Is it? I don't. I don't know anymore. Are they. So, yeah, it's just. I and I agree with you. It to me, it there's so many seasoned, intelligent people that work for Jersey Jack. I just cannot believe that that staff with that experience and that longevity in pinball did not know that Toy Story or the first trilogy, or the whole series were all superior options to the fourth no. one when it came to who was actually buying, especially when you factor in the decision, also discussed, I believe, in that interview, of them dropping the standard edition, getting rid of the cheapest model, that would have been the best opportunity for locations to put the game in. Right. Because the only value to Toy Story 4, because the kids who saw Toy Story 4 
in almost all instances, remain children to this day because <laughs> it is not that long ago. Getting they don't have money to buy a pinball machine. Getting them to drop quarters in one, sure. I don't know how you pull that off on a broad scale at twelve thousand dollars a pop. Right. But, no. It, it. But as you noted, Tony, if it had been Toy Story one, the twelve thousand would have been easier to swallow. It's hard, and a lot of people said that online. It's they're like, you know what? I think the game are some of them played it. Gameplay is good, but not twelve thousand dollars good for a theme I don't love. Right. And and I said it's just in my head. It is somebody just said we're doing Toy Story four, and everybody else either just said yes, sir, or they got smacked down if they even tried to say something else. And so yeah, it's all it's about the only thing I can understand. I was gonna say, you know, though there are veterans. I mean, who who was who was the who was the person that had the strength to force? Who knows? I mean. I still remain perplexed at American Pinball and they're continuing at this point to double down and want to do original themes. I don't get it. It's like that's not what the industry has taught us. Yeah, obviously. How how do you continue? And I thought they had learned. I thought that's what Hot Wheels was, but we're going to have tanks in space or whatever. Right. And I, I... I don't know. It, It is weird to me. The fact that the game that I consider JJP's best game is also one of their worst selling games, if not their worst selling game. Mm-hmm. And it's an original theme. Mm-hmm. I think that explains everything you need to know. And there have been plenty of people who say, please, JJP, re-theme dialed into a theme. Uh, yeah. But but they learned their lesson, just not well enough, apparently, to go with the fourth movie. Oh, why did you guys do I mean, I guess they sold out their CE so with thirty million dollars. Who cares? Right. Yeah, they were going to they were anyway. Always going to sell out the CE. Sure, yeah. That's I, yeah. That's the thing. It's I after what happened with GNR and the way the market has been, people were going to speculate on those anyway just right. to flip them. So, but so anyway. that was always going to happen. Yeah. The problem is, is there's no sustainability. There's nothing on the back. So the question really is, if the LE sales are lower than they anticipated. Were the sales of the CE, along with the very, very strong sales that they had with GNR, enough for them to last the next, what, two and a half years until their next title? Yeah, two and a half to three years for another game. That make, well, that, that, I mean, feel, that, that feels like them. That's I mean, it does feel like that. All right, well, let's go ahead and jump from Jersey Jack, Tony, to Stern Pinball. In a move that I have to give credit to Zach Minnie, which he did on the last Pinball Show episode, Comic-Con revealed nothing. Nothing. That's no surprise. No, and his arguments, Zach's arguments were good. That Stern doesn't ever do reveals at shows. But they, they had Ozzy Osbourne in their booth. They had uh, what Todd McFarlane, the artist of Spawn and, mm-hmm. and Venom. So there was a lot of thoughts that Venom would be revealed. Instead, they like had a, as near as I could tell from the photos, they had like a big Ozzy balloon, like one of the inflatable, like at a used car lot yeah. sort of things. <laughs> And they had some of their existing older titles available for play. It's Three always thoughts. It's always felt like Stern for stuff like that. They just kind of, they play the game and they'll, they'll do little hint things or little teasers or even trolling about stuff. But they, I, I'm, sure. I'm not surprised for them, especially with, since they removed the number two game, and pushed everything. It's a little early for them to be dumping I, what they are going to drop yet. I still don't expect to see it for another 
few months. So do you think it's going to be like in the, they've often had a game that gets announced and initially shipped in mid December. Are you thinking that late or do you think? No, I'm thinking, I'm thinking fall. I'm thinking September or October. Okay. Okay. You are not alone. A lot of people seem to be suspecting that. Yeah, that would, that would be my guess. And that would, cause that if, if they do it in September or October, that leaves them a slot that December slot. Mm. If they've got something else to drop into it. Mm. Do you think a boutique comes out this year? Like a Kapow title, like a Batman 66. It could. And if it does, I think it'd be in that December slot. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. We will have to wait and see, but what we don't have to wait and see is an email. We got from email. Right, from... Not at the beginning. No, this one, because this one was, uh, this one's, it's not, it's almost a game. So, so I wanted to stick it here towards the end of the pinball segment. So Ben M wrote in to us with an idea for a pinball theme. And, you know, we've had a few instances where you and I have put together themes on the fly or, mm-hmm. or discussed concepts. And this very much, and I don't know if Ben had heard this, but once upon a time, we had a pinball, the pinball theme that you really put that one together. Oh, I don't remember what happened. It was a long there was, time ago. It, 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 was, it, was, it was very jokey ago. and kind it of was. mean. It well, was great. This is, will be right up your alley then. So here's what Ben wrote. It's somewhat long, so let me put on my Ben voice. <clears throat> Here is an idea for a pin side or pinball hobby themed pinball machine. So now he's going to list a bunch of stuff. So these are all from his email. All right. System three Gottlieb flippers. Back to the future mode. We abbreviated it, BTTF mode. I love Back to the Future mode. Just shooting the ramp with a call out. I love Back to the Future. <laughs> Deep root mode. As your value increase, the more points you lose. <laughs> Canada mode. Just keeps adding more balls until you have 20 on the play field. Bland Williams fan layout. Code that gets buggy as time goes on. Every update makes the machine worse. <laughs> Stock clip art on the play field and plastics. Oh, it still needs to have the watermarks. Mm. Just that's my own addition. <laughs> Imager. Yeah. <laughs> Bonus value that disappears after you drain. <laughs> Trashes the player for being a newbie. Two lit spinners for 10,000 points. Don't worry about anything else. David Gottlieb bash toy. A confused collection of pinball YouTubers and podcaster callouts that tell you the wrong thing. <laughs> the beep about any pinball company mode tells how, us how bad a company is by raising the meter value and cash it in when the game company goes bankrupt. <laughs> Guess the wrong thing. Guess the next theme from your local blockbuster and lose points if you're wrong. Top 100 score does not change, but the machine gives the new player first place every <laughs> single time. Crappy soundtrack from badly covered popular artists. MSRP at four times its actual value. Upgrading to the highest end model gets you an R package done by a room full of five year olds. <laughs> Beer drippings down the side of your cabinet. Legs reinforced to keep from nudging. Every third word is a cuss word and swearing. Shots brick and end up nowhere on the playfield. 
Got any suggestions on what to add? Thank you for your time, Ben M. Well, thank you, Ben, for, for the email. I hope I did it reasonable justice. I didn't understand all of these, uh, all of these references. Like, I don't know why we would have a bash toy of David Gottlieb specifically. I'm trying to remember what the name of the guy was who ran Williams into, into the ground, or I should say ran Williams out of the pinball business. Was that, was that a day? I don't think it was a Gottlieb. It was some other guy. Surely not a Gottlieb over at Williams, but anyway. Um, what he had a lot of really clever ideas. I think my favorite ones would be, uh, obviously as podcasters, I liked the call outs that tell you the wrong thing because <laughs> we do that a lot. We, we get things wrong a lot. Uh, so that's, that's fair as Joel Engelberth of uh triple Jane pinball podcast would say that's fair. Uh, I also was a pretty big fan about the, uh, the one where you get to, uh, Tell how bad the the company's going to do, and then you get everything when it goes bankrupt. <laughs> That's a good. Yeah, what would you add? I, I tried to really go in the in the pin side. I have to be careful. That that would be one there. You have to you a mode where you you have to hit the shots to criticize pin side, but you don't want to go too far, or else pin side will call you out. You gotta you got you gotta keep it just below. Let's say you know, like Price is Right. You don't want right. to go over. You got to get as close as you can without going over. As close to the line as you can without mm-hmm. going over. I really like the crappy soundtrack from Badly Covered Popular mm-hmm. Artist. Because in my mind, it's just like the kids bop of soundtracks. <laughs> <laughs> you could do that with call-outs, too. <laughs> as we Guardians are bubbly bobo through Let's see. Uh, suggestions on what to add. I would... Uh, there's there should be a, There should be a thing... Uh, where you game the pin side top 100, try and push all the stuff you own up to the top 100, and then criticize how wrong the pin side top 100 is also. It's kind of like a dual yeah. mode role, <laughs> role in that mode that you need. Uh, I definitely do that. Uh, uh, there should also be a hurry up. A uh, a Well, the tech threads are good. That's a good one for pin side. When everyone criticizes pin side, even people who hate pin side, they'll always point say, well, but the tech, just stay to the tech threads. Tech threads are good. So you gotta have the tech thread hurry up. Tech, tech threads thread are all, hurry tech up. Threads, tech threads. To be fair, tech threads are good. They deserve a hurry up. Good tech threads. I guess. So so gotta do that. Probably if you're really going forum oriented, you you have to have the. Uh, you've only been here X period of time under a year, one year. It's never enough. It's kind of like never been. We always call that David Fix mode. You haven't been in the hobby enough. Because he had an early interview uh, when he joined American Pinball. He had made some criticisms of people critiquing games and companies who hadn't been in the hobby long enough. <laughs> so so that was always... You'll understand when you're older, boy. You got to have the... People call it the David Fix term. So you got to have your five years or whatever David Fix yeah. said before you're allowed to really have commentary. So put that... I'd say put that in. You should also uh, probably have... Um, Maybe a mode about not having a heart on pin side. If you haven't donated to pin side, people will call you out for, I guess, not giving them money. So you, you use it. Why don't you pay for it? Yeah. Why, why, or if your heart's gone gray, why is your heart gray? Because that's when you're no longer active, but you've donated in the past. You still get recognition, but in a way, it's a badge of shame. Why aren't you still giving money? Mm-hmm. Now that we moved away from pin side, did more. Get cut. Yeah, did more of the company mode. 
stuff, there's definitely a, you got to have a pick the wrong theme. <laughs> like, what will we do? Combine original with sequel equal fail. Be, have like a, uh, 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 like a choose your house, but you you mm. choose a pinball company and they they give you different things there. So like if you choose JJP, you're only allowed one multi ball period throughout all th- throughout your entire gameplay because they only put out one game every several years. Mm. But you have a better light show and better sound. Where if you if you go with stern mode, you get a bunch of multi balls, but the light shows aren't as good. Everything else is lower. Point scores a little lower. You go with with uh, uh, American, nothing makes any sense, and there's lots of alcohol references, and then it just stops working occasionally. And then when you go with spooky, parts of the play field just collapse. These are very elaborate machines. <laughs> <laughs> it. just like just like imagining with spooky, it has to spray your face with hot glue. I mean, you'll be burned. You'll be burned. You'll be burned. But but thematically, it's so on point. Yeah. <laughs> with with Stern, the coil stops have to quit working, so you, right. and your flippers have to buzz incessantly. Just occasionally, yeah. things yeah. are just broken. And of course, with JJP, the playfield's got to chip. It's got to happen. <laughs> gotta it just happen. Chip it just, chunks it just, have to come out of it. It's <laughs> like you only you get know, to play one game, and it's kind of like ruined there, after that. But, but um, hey. no, like 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 with Pinside, there needs to be like this ultimate super uber wizard mode where where, where as you build through the uber wins wizard mode of the pin side version the game just gets hotter and hotter and hotter until it finally bursts into flames and burns down your house (laughs) (laughs) i know well we're gonna get what what about the little like do we put in like pinball brothers and stuff i mean too small oh the fan the boutique fans are gonna be mad if we then you just put in a single mode that's called boutique mode, and it's got different things that you activate for the different ones. Like you activate Pinball Brothers, and it steals all the money out of your pocket before it starts going. You, have, you activate Deep Root, and it screams and cusses at you, and then takes Grandma's pension and collapses. <laughs> Grandma calls you while you're playing. Where's my pension? Like, sorry, Grandma, the game took it. It's got some really elaborate API that tied into your bank somehow. Okay. Well, thank you, Ben. I don't think we took it in the direction you wanted, but we made it much worse. We're sorry. But we did what we did. We enjoyed what you made. It was very good. So let us end with Rumor Corner. Rumor Corner. So, on this week's Rumor Corner, we have a couple. Actually, well, I have one. I have one. I say a couple because I actually have a rumor already for next. I mentioned I've got, I, ever since we got the song, the rumors have been coming in. And I'm banking them. Like, I'm saving rumors so that I don't have to work too hard. So, so we've got rumors for the slow weeks where we don't have yeah, other ones. I, I, just, I just keep a list of the rumors I'm hearing, and then I just start running through them. So... So I have a room. I already have a rumor for for our next episode. After that, I'm going to get a little dry. So guys and gals, send us your rumors. Email at clickthegamerspodcast.gmail.com and just put in the subject rumor corner and then you can put your rumor in there. And don't worry, we won't name you because it's rumor corner. 
we're not saying it's truth. We're saying it's rumors. So here's a rumor. We've talked a bit about Jersey Jack pinball and you're going to be able to have a field day with this one, Tony, because I am hearing a rumor that they have secured the matrix as a license. You mean matrix four. I do mean matrix four. Apparently. So (laughs) the one where, where Keanu's like, uh, they're probably like, we want you to be Neo again. And he's like, I play John Wick now. This beard ain't going. <laughs> and they're like, okay, well, somehow try and make it work. I haven't seen the new Matrix. I heard it was all right, but nothing to write home about. Uh, from what I've heard, the new Matrix is the Wachowskis were told, we're going to make a Matrix with, with or without you. Are you in and do whatever you want or we'll do what we want? Hmm, so the Wachowskis came in and they made it intentionally what it is oh which is not good okay okay i had not heard that interesting so what do you think about there there's been a there is a matrix pin homebrew i think it was essentially a retheme of johnny mnemonic which would make sense and so yeah it does and so beyond that i have what are your thoughts uh i don't it's such a dated license. It's such a dated point. license. But it's it, not a cult classic. I don't think it has the nostalgia. The, maybe I'd it, say the first film does. Maybe. The first film is pretty loved because it was, I mean, the first film is really, the first one's the only one I own. Because right. uh, to me, the Wachowskis, in my non-movie making critical judgment, like bought into the philosophical, like we're like doing something really and like intelligentsia here and just went way down the rabbit hole and bought into themselves a little too much. It was like when Battlestar Galactica, the reboot was on TV mm-hmm. and then they, it was so good. And then everyone was like, this is the greatest drama on television right now. And then like the showrunners were like, we are the greatest drama on television. And now we must turn this into like a union dispute and everything's going to be drama. Yeah. It's just like they bought into their own crap. And, so then, they, much. and then they had law and order. At and so, and so they had these interesting philosophical, like what what is what is reality and all that with the Matrix that people were pointing out these these philosophical questions, and then that's what like the next two became instead of just being like a cool sci fi show with some interesting underpinnings, I right? Know. Plus the the tor- terrible CG agent Smiths kind of ruined the next two, but that's just me. Like they got progressively worse. They did get progressively now, worse. Now the Animatrix was really good though. So let me set that aside. But the others, but that's uh, like a completely different thing. Anyway, the question is: is if you were going to uh, grab a movie with Keanu Reeves as the primary, is the Matrix the one you would grab? No, you'd grab John Wick. You'd have to grab John Wick, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's not only it's still current. I mean, they're it's doing, current. They're it's super popular. Yeah. It's obviously going to be one of those movies that are at least the first one, but as probably the first several that is always going to be out there. It's always going to be a, a reference just because what it did with the kind of sad state that the action genre had really gotten into and how it kind of course corrected for all of that. Mm. In Over, my mind. Yeah. Overall, I I think Matrix isn't a bad pick, but it's not a great pick. I mean, really, would you rather have a Matrix movie or a Point Break movie? I mean. Really? I I have seen Matrix more than Point Break. There's a lot of really 
cool things in Matrix. I just don't know how it translates in pinball necessarily. So, I mean, you can't have I am an FBI agent mode in Matrix. So there's that. I don't I don't know. Uh, and I know it's, it's unfair. It's completely unfair. Well, no, I think it's a little fair, but I can't help after Toy Story 4, but feel like JJP won't do the first movie. They're going to do something else. They'll do the most recent. They'll make a mistake. You don't think they've learned their lesson? I I, I doubt I it. I think when you have Jack going out on shows and talking about how quickly they sold out of a thousand CEs that they don't feel they had a lesson to learn. I, I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, it's it is I don't it is my weird question to me. you isn't really whether you agree that Matrix is smart or not. It's just are you rumor tainted? I'm always room retained. Okay. Well, that's it for the pinball section. <laughs> we can move on. Do you have joy for us? I have joy as we break into video games. There is all sorts of wonderful, wonderfulness. Uh, we're going to open with one of our favorite topics, NFTs. Mm. And I wasn't originally going to put either of these in, but they're so opposite of each other that I felt like they, they played off each other really well. Uh, Minecraft developer, developer Mojang laid out their policy on NFTs. They're not allowing them. They're not allowing them inside the game. They're not allowing them adjacent to the game. They put out a blog, a blog post and said, and I quote, to ensure that Minecraft players have a safe and inclusive experience, blockchain technologies are not permitted to be integrated inside our client and server applications, nor may Minecraft in-game content such as worlds, skins, persona items, or other mods be utilized by blockchain technology to create a scarce digital asset. Scarce. Scarce digital asset. Scarce. I like scarce. 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 It's scarce. 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 Uh, uh, yeah, they basically laid out their rules that doesn't even allow people to do the adjacencies because some companies were doing adjacent stuff where if you did certain things you know, on their Minecraft server, you would receive an out of game NFT mm. and they basically loaded okay. it up and saying like, nah, no, we're not, we're not doing that. Okay. So that's the one side. That's the one side. That's the, the happy other side. side. What's the dark side? Square Enix. Do it. Square? Are, makers of Final Fantasy XIV? They are. They are releasing more NFTs as part of the Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary oh celebration. They're putting out they're putting out trading cards, which will have NFT versions that you can get. They're putting out NFTs based upon that. They're putting out fancy expensive action figures. And the deluxe versions of the action figures come with NFTs that you can get so that if you want to look at your action figure on your phone, you can and you know it's your exact action figure because okay. it's your NFT. They are still talking about doing blockchain directly tied in gaming, though not for Final Fantasy 16 because it's too early and 16 is too far along. Yes, far too far. But, but. They're saying there's a future for it. So you're they saying there's it. a chance. Saying there's a chance. It's it it's just so opposite of the 
of each other, it, it was just a beautiful balance to me. I mean, it's no surprise. Square has been talking about this yeah, for, for a while It now. still just makes me sad, though. I mean, Final Fantasy VII is a game where you're fighting against the giant corporation that is destroying the planet through its, you know, how it operates. And the company that put out the game about that is now putting out NFTs with a blockchain line that is saying that they're hoping to be carbon neutral by the 2030s if they still exist. So they're putting out a line of more stuff to destroy the... It, it it's it's a self-fulfilling prophecy guess guess that's why in the chance uh with the with the one-winged angel guy would come out in the in the seven game they would always chant seppy block seppy <laughs> <laughs> block boop, 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 boop. teaser every week we gotta tease our juicy cheese seppy block seppy block <laughs> <laughs> so uh, crypto bros it's time to go <laughs> we watch it flow environment woes sappy block <laughs> so, uh, okay yeah we'll see uh square is <laughs> square. just yeah oh it's so sad i loved them so much as a ute they still have some really good stuff. They but went some, back and saved Final Fantasy XIV. They did. And it's still doing great. And they've got lots of hope. But then they also put out stuff like Avengers. I could see where they thought somehow that would well, work. Well, they but. think they're going to save it because they're putting out beachwear outfits for them now. Because <laughs> <laughs> what is this, dead or alive? Apparently. <laughs> Okay. Avengers Extreme Beach Volleyball. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Next, they're going to put out the Dating Sim Visual Novel Avengers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, EA has confirmed that uh, in addition to having removed the Russian teams from FIFA 22 after the Ukrainian crisis. There is no Russian teams or clubs going to be allowed in FIFA 23 in addition to bringing in the women's clubs of mm. FIFA into FIFA 23. Okay. So that's something fun there from EA. Uh, let's go with the, the you want to call him the, the bad boy rock star? Uh, one of the original, oh, original software developers, John Romero. Oh, that is a blast from the past. I know we talked about him several episodes ago because he's putting out an autobiography. Yes. But now he has come out and revealed that he's working on a new first-person shooter with an unnamed publisher. <laughs> that is going to be based on an, an original new IP <laughs> and based upon all of his stuff since he's left in software we should see it sometime in 2044 mm. this could be very exciting <laughs> it's uh, by katana uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's got, it's, i was thinking try katana try katana uh. oh for those of you who don't know the video game history 
John Romero was one of the original developers within software. So he worked with, you know, Doom and Quake. Uh, he split off uh, from them and started a new company and was developing a game called Die Katana that was going to be like everything. It was supposed to be the best of everything mm. and have all these new. Yeah. This was back when, I, I, for those that weren't gaming in the, in the nineties yeah, and the early two thousands, like it was a, you could put the technology was pushing so, so fast, so aggressively, like being the first to achieve things like, like uh transparent water or mirrors that would reflect your character. Like these were, milestones and companies would achieve this stuff and then they would try and do the next we've never seen before mm -hmm. so it's not like now where it's like we move from one gen to the next and the graphics have gotten a little better but they're already all really good yeah like it was just and and romero was him and carmack like they were both like equally famous at id right and they were and rockstar was a fair thing i mean he was a rock star i mean we went to crate con in 97 oh, yeah. i think and yeah it was 97 and I mean, it was, I mean, it was a, there was a quake gone. I mean, this was like a mind blowing thing. Yeah. It, it, and it was the big, huge thing. And that game just kept not coming out, not coming yep. out, not coming out. And eventually and a controversial ad campaign and, and, and all yeah, stuff. all sorts of terrible issues. And then eventually it came out and it was practically unplayable because the AI was incompetent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cutting edge AI characters that will fight with you. Well, in on paper, in, in on theory, paper they did. In, theory. in reality, they got themselves stuck and died a lot. <sighs> uh, so, we'll see. Uh, I just thought it was interesting to, for the simple yeah, fact that yeah, I've not wow. heard about Romero in years and I years and years. Retired and then out of this. for it to have popped up twice in the last few months, his name it, it was weird to me. Uh, Nintendo, uh, we've known for a while now that they're building towards the shutdown of the eShops for the 3DS and the Wii U, um, and they've given us the dates finally. That'll be on March 27th of 2023. Mm. Uh, they will shut down the ability to make new purchases in those eShops, though for the foreseeable future, the shops will remain open for those people who've made purchases to download stuff. Okay. So you're not losing things that you don't have downloaded. They're just not going to let you buy anything new and the uh deadline to add eShop funds to those stores is the 29th of august so once that's done and passed you won't be able to get anything else for those games i i mean i haven't bought anything from either of those eShops. well one yeah of them i imagine ever, they're but seldom the one, used at this stage yeah. but but hey they're giving you warning uh sony's also confirmed that their acquisition of bungie is now complete bungie mm. is now a member of the playstation community their investigation uh uh by the feds went very fast that it yeah. wasn't a big issue so that's done and bungie is now officially part of sony uh, and we finally have a release date for Bayonetta 3. I heard about this. Now, now this was Bayonetta 3 it was one of those games that was teased when like shortly after, if not before, the Switch was originally released. Mm. They were talking about the Bayonetta games and Bayonetta 3. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of went radio silent. But it's back. Uh, and they have a release date for it, uh, which is on the 28th of October this year. But they've also added to Bayonetta 3 a family-friendly mode called Naive Angel Mode. <laughs> <laughs> 
And what it does is in Bayonetta, her outfits are literally hair. So when she changes types of combat or does special magic, she becomes naked uh, because her hair flies off of her body to change into a different costume or to do other stuff. Yes. Uh, with, with, with this family friendly version, she stays clothed when all of that happens. And also the other characters and demonic forms and stuff are more covered. So they're slightly risk less risky. <laughs> they have modesty stickers. They added. have modesty stickers added to yeah. them. I don't know what that's going to do because quite frankly, uh, the story and the jokes in the game are pretty mature. No, they're going to put stickers on those but, jokes. But, but in the, the subtitles mind, will have stickers over the them. The subtitles will be, they'll, they'll have the pixelated blur out. Yeah. The, the blur them out too. <laughs> So, so yeah, I don't know how much more friendly, family friendly it's going to really be. It just means well, there's going to be less they, skin. They may be just assuming with the less skin, like it's like, okay, aren't most people going to still understand that and be like, well, we're calling it naive angel. So <laughs> we're assuming yeah. that, that your child playing is relatively sheltered. But yeah, it's, and, and to be fair, with some of the changes that have happened, this might be a mode that is needed because for certain regions, it might be locked on. Because mm. uh, I know there's been a big push, uh, a big push on uh, editing video games uh, assets in China uh, to have more coverage and less skin exposed mm -hmm. but aren't they only supposed to play like three hours a day or something, something like that it, it affects their social scores and yeah uh but it, it is definitely something that could be part of the driving force to it i'm not sure uh and because we had a really long pinball segment we're going to finish up real quick here uh i thought it's interesting nintendo issued a warning mm -hmm. with the high temperatures mm -hmm. worldwide the last several weeks, they had issued a warning to switch owners to play the switch only on temperatures of no more than 35 degrees Celsius, which is 95 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, or else you run the risk of the system's uh, temperature safeties cutting in and dropping the, game, the machine into sleep mode to keep it protected because it's not necessarily the thing you want to be playing at the beach when it's 110. Yeah. I don't know why you'd be playing it at the beach anyway. I I, I don't. <laughs> Salt I water don't know, and sand either. seem like it'd be a really I, bad. I just started thinking, well, maybe people like waiting for the bus outside. No, I'm yeah, still like that. Well, and like people, that. a lot of places, the heat has been really high in a lot of places where they don't normally have air like conditioning. Like England. Like England. Yep. So it would be a really big deal to, to stuff like that. Yeah. So Focus on survival right now, not saving yeah. the castle or whatever you do in the yeah. Nintendo games. I mean, their princess, the princess is always in another castle. So, but that is our video games for today. Well, then that's our show for the day. So all done. We're all done. We'll say, as a reminder, you can always reach out to us. You can email us at eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com, or you can go to facebook.com. There's a messenger tool there at facebook.com slash eclecticgamerspodcast that you can use. We're available on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram as eclectic underscore gamer. Speaking of which. Mm. What are we speaking of which about? I have been considering starting to do some more to go back to doing some video gaming <laughs> and posting. Not Battletech, though I could, but a game I've talked about in the past uh, multiple times. Not that one. Uh, Rule the Waves has its third version coming out. Mm. 
and it's going to be released on Steam. So it's easily accessible by by other people. Yeah. So I've been considering when that version comes out in October, starting to do some more. For that game, I'd probably do recordings and editing. Oh, maybe use the YouTube then. Uh, And maybe use the YouTube. Because a lot like the Battletech, it is going to it would be long sessions that has big part and then with the not you a could, lot going on. You could on. like just play the parts faster and go. Yeah, exactly. I can whoop the whoop the bull and put all that stuff in there. But uh, that's just a thing I'm thinking about. So if people have are still here and have thoughts about that, let me know. Yeah, let them know. Until a couple of weeks from now, my name is Dennis. I am Tony. Goodbye, everybody. Peace.